How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to succeed, and yet you keep coming up short? You probably notice that high achievers with heart do things differently, but you just can't put your finger on it. You're curious about why high achievers accomplish more and have more satisfying relationships. It's because success is the result of your mindset and the consistent actions you take. This show is designed with your success in mind. By revealing these powerful patterns of our dynamic individuals and guest experts, you can model what they do and apply to your future success now. Let's roll up our sleeves and get started. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And that is right. Welcome, everyone, to the Success Pattern Show. As the video already said, my name is Brigitte Höfele. We are rolling up our sleeves. Here is the Success Pattern Show, and here are the golden nuggets. Success patterns are much more valuable than ideas. Let me explain. Ideas, while very powerful, require trial and error and a lot of time put into action. Just think about manufacturing. First, you have an idea, then a proof of concept, then a working prototype, then small production batches, and finally, full-scale production. This takes months, maybe even years. And you probably have met some people who are collectors of ideas, but they do little else. Forget everything you've heard about ideas. You're not looking for ideas. You're looking for success patterns. And that's why you're here. Success patterns are different. Success patterns are better. Why? Why are success patterns better? Let me tell you. Success patterns are proven. They have a logical sequence of steps to follow. They have an action imperative. And they deliver consistent results. In our content-rich program today... You'll learn and take away valuable success patterns because today's special guest and expert is an educator of a very special kind. He distinguishes between what someone should do and what someone must do in order to stay current and bring value to themselves, to their family, to the community, to their clients, to others. He comes from the martial arts world. And Sifu, his name is Sifu Raphael, and Sifu, S-I-F-U, means chief instructor. The martial arts master, he's been taking his 40-plus years, he doesn't really look that old, 40-plus years of teaching, learning, and how he has implemented sharing those success patterns with us today. He's the host of four shows, Coaching Call, Heroes Rising, The Super Show, and New Tip Daily. He has these solutions, and he is the solutions expert, executive coach, and head instructor at Max Martial Arts and Fitness. He's a dedicated man to make this world a better place. He has increased, very wise, very kind, and he's just got the biggest heart. You're going to learn from Sifu Raphael today how he wins, how he has other people win the mental game by coaching them to create a brighter future. And I am so excited to have him here with us today. Hey, Sifu, Rafael, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure, Brigitte. So martial arts, I'm pretty sure people know a lot about martial arts or maybe not. What kind of, and there are different kind of martial arts, uh, um, uh, 
martial arts out there. Mm-hmm. What are you? What do you specialize in? And what are the three things that we need to know about martial arts? One thing, martial arts was initially created to battle. It was never created for children. And many schools across the world are teaching children. The problem that they have is that they don't recognize the difference between a child and an adult. And sometimes they teach with the same mindset. And we have to take the children and develop them just like they do in elementary school and middle school and high school. You never start teaching college grade level to a five-year-old. Now, we dove in the deep end here today. <laughs> and I love that you, you know, we, we immediately started with children because that, you know, I was on your show a year ago, a little bit over a year ago. And, and children is something that we have in common. And do you teach children, Rafael? I, I do. I do. And for me, it's not punching and kicking. It's not about hurting someone. It's about building their character. Because if their mind is set, nothing can stop them. So the punching and kicking is a vehicle to make them great. Mm-hmm. The punching and kicking is a vehicle to make them great. If that isn't a success pattern all in itself. Now, you already said the word mindset, and I think I've already said it as well. What is martial arts and mindset, which martial arts, very it's contact, right? Mm-hmm. What does it have to do with mindset? When we think about everything that we do as a martial artist, the concepts, the ideas, the philosophies, we have to focus on our bodies. You have to focus on, you have to be selfish. You have to focus on you. And in order to focus on you, then you start to understand the movements. You start to understand the breathing patterns. And then if you allow your mind to connect with your body, the mindset goes into an ultimate high gear, if you will. Because in order to do some complicated moves, you have to be in the right mind. You have to set it up properly in order to execute whatever it is, whether it's a move, verbal. So a lot of people think of verbal martial arts where we may be arguing, but I don't like to argue because that is a fight. I'm not a fighter. I am a facilitator of helping people become greater. So for me, when we do, let's call it verbal judo or verbal grappling, It's more of, I have an idea, I have a concept. What do you think of it? And then I have to be an active listener to be able to understand. So when we are looking at a move, at a technique, the technique is great only if it works. If it doesn't work, then we need some work to make it work. So that's where the mindset is. When we start to think, will this work? And I'm not talking about fluff, because if you look in YouTube, there's a lot of fluff, a lot of stuff that I would please beg everyone listening. If you see it on YouTube, that doesn't mean it works. You have to have an experienced martial artist teach it to you. 
right? Just the same way that if you look at a YouTube video and you think you can fly an F-16 or F-18 fighter pilot plane, not going to happen. You would need a qualified instructor. Martial arts can be the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. A punch is a punch. But when you punch with intent and you're focused on your target, then we're talking. So it's connecting the mind and the body. That's what separates some martial artists from greatness to mediocre. And it's when they connect. Wow. There's so many incredible things that you said. I never viewed it as that. Now, I want to speak to what you just said. And I really want to reiterate to, I agree with you 100%. That it goes, you know, the, the, the whole YouTube thing or Udemy or wherever. If someone teaches you, you know, the five steps to becoming, I don't know, a grandmaster in whatever or a, you know, black belt in such and such. I have a real problem. And it's, it's it, it, we can choose anything. We can choose martial arts. We can choose communication. We can choose fill in the sewing, if you will, right. you know, fill in the blank. It's not that easy as it is portrayed on any social media platform. It serves a purpose and the intention and the purpose of that is for someone to make money. Mm. But now let's just park it over here. The I've never, what I've never realized until you just said it, and our children have gone through martial arts training uh, all the way until they were older teenagers. Um, the connection of the mind and the body. And what I, what I've really envisioned while you were speaking is the listening part. You mm -hmm. were speaking to me because I love to talk about listening. How do you listen in such quick instances because we don't just listen with our ears right mm -hmm. when you're in martial arts you listen with your heightened awareness with your eyes with your you know sense of touch with everything how do you listen or how do you calibrate to the other person so quickly it's almost like in chess okay so if they're going you know uh c3 then what am I going to do? So if mm -hmm. a punch comes at you or a kick comes at you, how quick do you know what to do? Yeah. In the beginning, you may get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we think about practice as, oh, yeah, I'm going to get better. But practice truly comes to the person who decides they're truly going to get better. If you make a decision whether you want to do better in public speaking, you want to do better at sewing, you want to do better at swimming, it's the intent that you put behind it. Because a lot of people will tell me, and I'll show them a move, and they're going to go, I'm going to go home and I'm going to practice it perfectly. I said, please don't do that. Because there is no such thing as perfect. perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And if you ever meet a person who's perfect... Do me a favor. Call me right away. I want to. I want to meet them, right? Because no, I say the run. Most incredible person. I want to meet the perfect person. Oh my gosh! So there is no perfect punch. There is no perfect technique. But it's the intention that you put behind it. So the way I teach martial arts is I teach with three modalities in mind: sight, sound, and kinesthetic. 
because you have to feel. So I always teach with those three in mind because the other thing that I also do is once I teach it to you, you're now my teacher. You have to teach it back to me because if you cannot teach it back to me, then you do not understand it. If you don't understand it, then I have to find a different way to teach it to you. Maybe I have to show you visually. If I say, this is how the technique works, you go like, okay. But now maybe I show it in the air and you're like, okay. So now I actually have to do it on a person. So I'll, I'll ask someone else to come and now we're both doing the technique. If it's just me doing this, that's what it looks like. I'm doing all this, but now I can have somebody here and it goes, oh, that worked. Now I get it. So visually, it has to make sense. And then sometimes you may take somebody's hand and put it this way and they're like, got it. And then you walk away and then the hand is down like this. Wait a minute, bring it back. So sometimes they have to feel it. So it's about feeling, right? And then sometimes it's the sound. So a lot of times... And I talked about verbal judo or martial arts. I, I can call out any move, even blindfolded. Why? Because I see it in my mind. When you can start seeing it in your mind, when you can envision it, that's your dream state. When you can go there, if you can see yourself looking at an airplane and saying, I want to fly that. I don't know how. But I can envision myself doing it. I can see into the future. But that's not enough. You actually have to take the lessons. You have to take the time to be able to understand where all the controls are, where everything falls into place. And eventually, if you follow all those guiding steps, that pattern of success that we're talking about, you will see that dream come to fruition. I like the analogy to, you know, becoming a pilot. And I would, I would almost argue becoming a pilot might be easier than becoming a, a master black belt <laughs> instructor, a Sifu, a chief instructor, and becoming a pilot pilot you have all of these things it's you know there's a manual there's all of these levers and buttons and things that you can turn and you know push up and down and sideways in martial arts you don't have that mm. and we all have our own mind chatter right that's as a mother now i speak only as a mother i love martial arts because i've seen the confidence it gives children. I've seen the confidence it gives my own children. Right? Mm -hmm. I can spar these 17 year olds and I'm only 10. Mm -hmm. That kind of attitude, right? Not that I want to, not that they want to hurt them, mm -hmm. but the confidence of if that in real life ever happens to me, I can actually do that. I trust in me that I can um, protect myself. Mm. So talk to me about how is it different? And are you, first of all, are you a pilot, Rafael? I'm not. Okay. But um, that, I may be. <laughs> right. I mean, you've <laughs> clearly you've already envisioned it because I thought the way that you were talking about you are a pilot. What is the difference between, you know, learning to be a pilot and envisioning to be a pilot or learning to be 
um, a grandmaster or master in, in martial arts? I think they both correlate as far as desire and willingness to put the time in. I have friends of mine who are pilots and, you know, if you look at a plane and you go, I want to fly the plane, that's great. But you can't fly it unless you learn how to take off. And you can't fly it only unless you learn how to land it because then you will, you will be grounded literally. So everything has to have its place. So for martial arts, I always knew that I loved movement. Movement has been my number one thing. Brigitte, one thing that you may not know about me, I had polio as a kid. So I had that adversity where I lost the ability to, to walk. Can you imagine one day you're sleeping and you wake up in this tremendous pain and your legs are not facing the same way they should be because they turned backwards. That was me. Now, thank God for medicine, for technology. If you recall Forrest Gump, when he had the braces, Forrest Gump would have beat me in a race any day when he was with the braces because First, I didn't wear the braces. They just taught me how to move around. They put my legs back straight. If you look at me, it looks like I just got off a horse. It's gotten better through the years. Now my horse has gotten a little thinner. <laughs> so, so thinking about that, it, I had to learn around the age of three or so, this is when it happened. I had to learn how to walk again. It took me a while where if I had to walk 10 feet, it literally would take me over an hour. And it was tiny, tiny little steps. But that taught me the biggest lesson of my life. I don't know how to quit. Quitting is not an option. But now don't get me wrong, certain things you need to quit because they're either harming you or they're harming someone else. So you need to be alert as to what it is that drives you and what is it that's going to harm you so certain things quitting smoking don't even start right so certain things if you are doing them then find a way to quit because they're going to harm you in the long run but for me quitting was not an option because i knew how to walk i didn't have that ability anymore and i wanted it so desperately so that was my driving force to learn how to do something that I had already known but lost and the pain that came with it, the endurance that I had to go through. So learning how to walk, eventually running, and eventually having people not catch me because I devoted myself to running as fast as I possibly could. I used to love to play tag. Man, there was one time I think there was 50 kids playing I was the last one tagged and it was over and over. And that was all the time because I said, you know, I have this gift again to use my legs. This is why every day I work out. I've been working out since the day I was able to move. I don't know a day that has gone by without me moving. So 
when you lose the ability to do something exceptional and you find it back, it's a gift. So for me, martial arts, when I dive into something, if it's worthwhile, I go deep. I go really, really deep. Ooh, I did not know, you're right, I did not know that about you. And mm. I wonder, and this is a pattern, I wonder where you got the mindset of, as a young, young, young child, I've done it, I can do it again. Because as humans, we're like, oh, it's hard. Mm. Should I do it? I know how to do it. My, my conscious mind tells me I know how to do it. My subconscious mind tells me I know how to do it. But doing it is hard. I know how to work out. I know what it takes. But should I really go to the gym or is it easier for me to just sit on the couch? So I wonder, little Raphael, how did you grow up? Were there people around you that said, look, quitting, never an option or whatever else they said? Or was it truly something that you came equipped with on this earth? I think it was a, a, a screw that was loose in me because <laughs> no one ever shared that with me. Like no one ever said it's okay to quit. It was just never mentioned or you can keep going. I never heard those words ever in my whole life. And it was the drive that I had. It was that screw missing that I'm still looking for that screw because sometimes I got to wonder what I asked myself, why am I so driven? And the more I ask myself, the more I ask myself, it keeps coming back because I am on a mission. That's why I'm so driven on a mission to change lives, to empower other people, to facilitate change. Because one thing I was told as a child, you're no good, you don't, you can't do anything, you can't change the world, you can't, you're not going to do anything. But that is the screw that was not there and I was missing it. And I was like, I didn't hear that, really didn't hear it. Because if you I did, really I would. Do you want to find that screw? Because I... I think I'm it's finding it you. to see if it. I'm looking for if, see if it makes a difference. Maybe it doesn't make a difference, but it's that drive that I have to make the world a better place because the way it's going, it's not beneficial to my legacy. And what I mean by that is not my children, not their children, but ten generations from them. That's the legacy I want to leave so that many, many, many moons from now, they will say, remember when Raphael said, or he did, and that's the driving force I want to propel forward into the future. That's what drives me. That's looking for that screw that I will probably never find, or maybe I found it and don't even know it's in place. I, what, what I'm even more interested in is can we just bottle you in an essence and, and you know, pass it out to everyone? Because I think everyone needs a piece of Sifu Raphael. Um, I, I am so grateful that you're sharing 
your stories and your mindsets. What's one of your favorite books? What like what is the book that you go back to and go, that's my book? Yes, I, I actually have it here. Um, but I also want to share with you uh, a movie. Okay. When I was a kid, I used to work in a movie theater. And I watched Gandhi over 180 times because I worked at the theater. It was a three-hour movie. But here's the coolest thing. I got to meet all the actors, every single one of them. And because they came to the movie theater I worked in, it was the Sigfield Movie Theater in New York City. And that movie inspired me. Mahatma Gandhi, think about this for a second. This is something that we should all take notes on. If you have not seen this movie, it truly portrays a man who had 2 million people following him. He did not hurt a person. He did not pick up a weapon. He didn't have an army, but he manifested change in a way that is so powerful. And that is one of my favorite movies. Here's my favorite book, Think and Grow yes. Rich. It's an amazing book. I Somebody said to me, I'm going to get you the soft cover. I'm like, no, because I'm going to read it over and over. And I have different places where I'm reading. I have different places that I go to. And the reason for it is because thinking is a gift that we all have. No one can take it away from us. So just the first word, think, mm -hmm. think. That right there. If if we stop the title right there, that's. Beautiful. I just realized something. Yes. That thinking and be and having a good mindset is so, such a. It's. I think it's almost the bigger part in being physically active because you have both. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. balance. You shared with me earlier that um, you you have a workout session every day that you share on social media. I do. So anyone can work out with you if they want to. Mm -hmm. Can I share with you what I did? Yes. So I've always worked out my whole life and I've always, every so often I posted videos, but in 2022, I said, you know, I'm going to post a video January 1st. That was Saturday, January 1st. I'm going to do a three minute video. Keep it simple for people. And then on Sunday, day two, I'll do a four minute video. And I went from Saturday to Friday and it became from three minutes all the way to nine minutes. And I did that for 365 days without fail. Now, don't get me wrong. My workouts are not three minutes. Sometimes I work out for an hour and a half. Sometimes I work out in the morning. I work out again with my students. So I'm always working out. Sometimes I'm working out four hours a day, five hours. But then in 2023, I said, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do something a little different. It's the year 2023. So two and three is five. So I'm going to do a five-minute workout every single day. Today, I did a workout. I did a bicep workout, just biceps, five minutes. Now, a lot of people go, I can do that for five minutes. Try it straight. I don't take a break. So a lot of people, they'll do, you know, a couple of things and then, they'll, and, but it's, it's fine. The whole reason I do it 
is to inspire someone, anyone, to change your life with movement. I do all types of workouts. I do one on a, on a spin bike. I do one when I'm doing a, a little bit of martial arts. I do push-ups. I do everything. So sometimes you can use equipment. Sometimes you don't need equipment. The whole reason for me doing this is to let people know how amazing they are. But if they don't treat their body as beautiful as it is the right way, then they're, they're going to be on their deathbed saying, I could have, I wish, I, I should have. Don't let your last days be in bed because you didn't do what you could have done earlier. Start today. I have a couple who's in their 60s. They texted me. And they actually sent me a message through social media and they said, thank you so much. Your videos have revitalized my wife and I now work out with you on a daily basis. They never used to. Wow. So how do people see your videos? Where do they go? Easy. Facebook, right? See for Raphael G, easy enough. Or LinkedIn, uh, see for Raphael also, or if they go Instagram, it's fitness by Raphael. Pretty fitness simple. Fitness by Raphael on Instagram. That's it. Super simple. And so that's one gift that you give, not just to our listeners and, and viewers, to everyone, to the entire right. world. You can go and work out with see for Raphael any day, every day. Every and day. I'm pretty sure your past workouts are still there as well. Absolutely. An array of value, just a a huge value that you're giving to people. That's how I've gotten to know you. Mm. Now, you brought even more value for (sighs) our viewers and listeners. What did you bring as a gift? Well, I have a two-way gift. One is reach out to me. We can do a 15-minute call. Just find out what it is that you need, whether it's business, fitness, martial arts, whatever it is. I do have clients literally all over the world who I do either Zoom calls or or different ways. If Sometimes it's just a phone call. Sometimes they'll call me and say, I need this and I help them out. I'm going to give you a 15-minute easy way to get in touch with me. We'll set up something and then I'll do a half hour absolutely wow. on me. I want to help you. If there's anything I can do, the reality of my life is to give. And I've known that I have to give. It's who I am. That's that's my makeup. You're a beautiful giver. You are you. an absolute incredible human. And I thank you for being on the show. So I want to make sure that everyone writes this down. So make sure that you're getting in touch on all social media channels with Sifu, S-I-F-U, Raphael, R-A-F-E-A-E-L, R-A-F-A-E-L. And you can get on his calendar by simply going to calendly.com slash Sifu Raphael, S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L slash 15 minutes. So simply go to calendly.com slash Sifu Raphael slash 15 minutes, or even simpler, you can just send him a quick email. That's it. Coaching call PC at gmail.com get in touch. I do respond to personally. (laughs) 
Of course he does. He doesn't have anyone responding to his emails or even maybe automated. Um, I have some comments here. Great, fantastic show. Uh, we made some notes here in the comments as well. So, Rafael, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your absolute beautiful gift. If you haven't watched the movie Gandhi, go watch it. Mm -hmm. See what Rafael sees in the movie. Um, if you have not seen or read the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, definitely go get it. It is mm. one of my um, books that I continuously read and highlight and, and learn from. Mm -hmm. Rafael, your last parting words, what would they be? You need to find love before hate. Mm. Every day, look to inspire another person. You need to be selfish with you first, but then be a giver overall. Always ask someone if they need your help. Look for nothing in return, because when you do that, it comes back big, big. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And again, next week, same time, same place for the Success Pattern Show. Until then, ciao. Thank you for tuning in and you will notice opportunities to apply success patterns daily while eagerly anticipating next week's content rich success patterns.